This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, there you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. After abdicating the title of Riddle Guy 97, Albie and our heroes have put that festival in their rear view. They left the festival early in the morning, before the dawn, a first for Riddle Guy where most wait until the crack of noon to stir. They travel now down the open road, north through the trashlands. It's high noon, and the angry sun sits unforgiving in the baby blue sky, suspended only by hate. There are some clouds up there, mostly chemtrails, but those occur naturally in Cordelia, no cause for alarm. The dusty ground is cracked from the dry heat, and the road below is bleached the color of a smoker's tooth. But it stretches north, and on it our heroes ride. Most of them riding scorpions, except for De Bonesby, who pilots the Shish Kebab Express from its putrid, womb-like cockpit. The scent of road trip sweat, amplified many times over and run through the illegal goblin filter, fills the space where his nose once sat. Stir Fry rides up alongside the Shish Kebab Express and calls out to De Bonesby. Are you right there, Mr. Jones? Are you right in there? I'm doing excellent, Stir Fry. I've got the wheel of goblin bones in my grip. And the wheels of goblin buttocks on the road. <laughs> anyway, well, that explains your squeal of pleasure. <laughs> yes, I'm enjoying myself. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Albie is, um... It would be funny if she was behind Cordelia on the stick on the scorpion. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she wouldn't see anything. But I think she's in the front because she likes driving it. Um, and she's just catching Cordelia up with everything because it's been a minute since yeah. they had a chance to just, like, girl talk. Tell me. Do it. Start. <laughs> so I told him. I told him everything. You told who what everything. Wait, do you really not know? I'm talking about Bello. You told Bello. That I had feelings for him. Okay, yes. I, yeah, tell me. Okay. I thought you were around for that. Um, I was. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I just forgot about it for like one second. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, so much has happened. Yeah. So so I told him everything. He was actually very sweet and I mean, I sort of... Wait. What? I don't know. I already don't like this. What is it? I mean, he kissed Dodge Duranga. Which is fine. He, he can kiss whoever he likes. I mean, I said that I just wanted him to know and he knows and that's kind of it. So... Okay, do you need me to kill him? <laughs> no, I don't want you to kill him. I said need, not want. Sometimes they're different. 
<laughs> no, I don't want that. I don't want that or need that. I don't need that. No, what a I don't. Fucking moron. He's not a moron. He's not. He's I'm really sorry, not. But <laughs> you know, I was I was talking to Ivan a lot, and oh yeah, I don't know. I just sort of feel like I sort of feel like maybe that was just kind of the last thing that I was still hanging on to. So maybe this is good. I guess so. I kind of just think that's his loss. <laughs> you, you're just saying that because you're my best friend. Well, yeah, but also it's just, like, I don't know, fucking opportunity. It seems stupid. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that hurt. I'll get over it. And who knows? Besides, you know, he said that, like, I seem to have a lot of stuff going on right now, which yeah. I do. So maybe later. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. What about you and Ivan? You guys hung out all day? Yeah. What was that like? It was cool. We, like, ran around. We went to all the stuff. We, we like, rode a ride, and it was really fun. And then we did dancing, and he was, um, <laughs> he was invisible, but I wasn't. So it looked like I was dancing alone, uh, which sounds dumb and probably looked dumb and maybe was dumb, but was really fun. No, I've seen you dance. You're a really good dancer. No, I got a five, I think, right? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Or an eight. I got an eight, I think, so. Well, so oh. wait, do you still feel like you have a thing for Blaine or I don't know I mean I I kind of just have a thing for life again which feels good you know oh yeah I love that yeah um but I am physically attracted to him yes okay good for you <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I don't know it's been so weird I know as they Ugh. laugh, the camera is going to sort of pan back, uh, and there are... So they were on one of the scorpions. There's four scorpions total. Uh, Mr. Snoozy is being ridden by Stirfry now. And Stirfry, next to you uh, and Mr. Snoozy, the tailless scorpion, uh, Ivan, in a hoodie, clings to the underside of it, like De Niro in Cape Fear, uh, and just, like, rides in shadow underneath uh, the scorpion. I, I, Ivan, do, do you want to ride on top of the scorpion? I'm afraid I'll die! Well, isn't it more dangerous down below? You can, you can really, if you really sit into it, you can find a bit of a rhythm. It's the sun. It's a sun situation. Oh, right. Uh, yes, my mistake. I, I apologize. Um, hey, uh, right. I, yes? I, I've worked on this for a long time. I forgive you. Wait, really? For Yes, I forgive you for that. Hey, thank you, Ivan. Very I, I, welcome. I, um... May I ask you a question that um, I hope is not too personal, and if it is, you can unforgive me and 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 and, and show me scorn for the rest of your days. I'm prepped for the second. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, how do you, um, how do you commit uh, to restraint? What do you mean? So, um, I sort of got myself into a. Uh, <laughs> a pickle of my own brining, if you will, that little guy. Um, and it made me, um, uh, it made me realize I have, um, some issues with self-control. Um, and perhaps, uh, <laughs> um, some, uh, delicate compulsions <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that almost burnt me to death. Um, how do you stop doing things you want to do? Oh, I see what you're asking here. Um, okay. First step, you actually took care of. 
What? Wait, wait, really? Yeah, just got to admit there is a problem. Oh, right, yes, yes. Uh, second one might be tricky for you. Maybe not. I don't. I don't know your life. Uh, you need to. Uh, you, you need to accept that there are, are things more powerful than you. Oh, I know that. Yes, I know that very much. Mister Debellinsby is quite much more powerful than me. <laughs> okay, great. Use him for now. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, you know, is we build bridge one plank at a time. Uh, you're doing pretty good so far. I'm uh, killing it, one, aren't I? Yes. Pardon? Once again, Steerfright conquers the path in front of him through his inclination and his zest. Yeah, man. Uh, look, is long journey you are about to stay. You sure you want to do this? I just want a journey. I don't. No, 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 no. I just want to. I just want to get better control of myself, so I stop accidentally killing myself um, by seeking pleasure when it presents itself to me. That's all I want. Well, it has to be the main thing you do. What? Has to be main thing of your life. Mm. <laughs> no. All right, you're not ready. What? No. But, but but you said I took the first step, and a first step to. A first step to a pot of gold is half a wallet's payment. What? No, unpack that. The first step to a what? The first step you take to a pot of gold means half a wallet's half a wallet's contents are in your pocket now. No, it's not transaction like that. You're ta- you are looking at pot of gold on other side of the world. You have taken one step. Yes. You could be walking towards river. You could be walking towards big dog. You could be walking okay. towards cliff. Uh, damn. Yes, all right. And I hate big dogs. They should be small so I can pet them with my little feathers. And not too big that to crush me with their their teeth. Once again, Ivan, you're right. Well, I... Okay. But I don't want it to make it the rest of my life a thing. I just wanted... I, 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 then I, you're I, not... I, stir for, I don't know how to tell you. Tough love, buddy. Like, you got to do it all or you can't do it. You want to dip little toe in pool of being healthy. Not how it works. You got the cannonball in. Oh. What's cannonball? But cannonball make big splashy. Yeah, stir fry. It make big splashy. And what if I get everybody wet with my big splashy? And they you're like you're gonna get everybody real wet. But really, but they enjoy being so dry next to me. I'm if so good really at killing myself. If they're gonna be happy to be wet. Really? I I, I hope. <laughs> I don't know. I literally at this point, I I hope. Who knows though? All right. Thank you, Ivan. You didn't need to speak to me like that. I mean, was I, no, not like that. <laughs> oh, I, I, I met, get over it! No, 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 I meant, no, I meant you, you, baby! No, 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 no I, I, I meant... Bellow. That's not what I meant! And he sort of, like, digs his heels into the scorpion and, like, steers it back over to Bellow. Wait, I, 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 what, Hot I, I, boy, I what's up? You didn't, you didn't need to be hey. Like this, you I'm just trying to uh, figure out what to name this guy. Uh, Branson, what color are the scorpions? Oh, I'm so glad you... I thought you never would. Why, they're the very color of sand itself. I'm Mm. talking orange. (laughs) I always imagined them as as purple. Oh, Um, did you? Yeah. Yeah, tough shit. I'm the DM here telling you they're orange. Damn it. Dude, I'm sorry, man, but you got owned. (laughs) Are you done, Tim? Yeah. All right, I think I'm going to name him Fanta. Anyways, I don't get why we had to leave the party so early. How you doing, big man? You had a, you had a big day. You saved my life. You, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty big win for Bello. You got the girl. Um, huh? You know, didn't you and 
indulge, uh, share a bit of an intimate moment? If I can gossip for a second. Can we gossip? Can we, Bello? May we yeah. gossip? Uh, don't you usually just do that with, like, Cordelia and Albie? I do. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, dude, we just, we had, okay, we, we kissed, but, like, that was it. I didn't think anyone saw. We were in, like, the middle of a huge crowd. Yeah, well, um, I think we all paid a lot of attention to you. Huh? I think we all pay a lot of attention to you, Bello. And Bello, Bello is, like, holding the reins of the scorpion and, like, leaning back and, like, whips his hair around and is like, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> Dude, you have, you have the fucking look, my man. I made it. You have the look. You just, you, you, your, your eye, people, people's eyes move towards you. It's like, a, it's like, I don't know if it's, it's, it's something innate or, or, or natural, but people pay attention. I hope you're not offended. It's just, just what people tend to do around you. I just thought for like one moment I was lost in the crowd and, you know, I, I could just do what I felt like. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you feel smothered by our group? Sometimes, Stir Fry, I feel a little smothered by the group. Oh! Now this is gossip I like. Shares. But I'm glad we're all back together. No, I, just, me th- I think I, it's hard when, like, it feels like a moment doesn't pass without, like, everyone observing and thinking about it and, like, talking about what I'm going to do. You're right. Can I ask you one more question? And then you, can, you don't have to answer if you don't want to answer. Okay. So, like, the whole... Like, Albie, right. And at that, all of the scorpions come to a stop. They begin slowing down because in front of you, in the road, you see a large, large group of about, I would say 50 or 60 vultures, buzzards, carrion eaters. They have, uh, they have formed a, a large blockade in the road, and the scorpions, the natural enemy of the buzzard, uh, no matter how big they are, they come to a stop. The buzzards all seem to be huddled around something. Hey, guys. I'm talking to the burbs. Okay, cool. Yeah, one of the burbs uh, uh, looks up at you and says, yeah. Well, how you doing? <laughs> it's been enough time. Um. She loves it. Uh, she says, hey, what's going on? What do you guys got going on down there? We caught a big one. A big one what, dude? Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. This is <laughs> I really appreciate it. Wasn't yeah. a skill thing on our part. Oh. <laughs> what? Tell me more. Use more uh, descriptive language. Sure. I just uh, never had someone pick my, my, my brain. Oh, okay. Um, what'd you get? A large dead animal was found in the middle of the road. Oh, goodness. We're all taking turns picking at it. Oh, that seems like you're what you guys do. Do you know what kind of animal it is? What are they saying? Oh, they got an animal. Some kind of dead animal. What are they uh. saying? Oh, they said, what are they saying? Bit of a feedback loop here. Uh, Bello, cast speak with animals. Hey. What a day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cordelia, I thought I'd join in too. Hey, Bello! She's chirping at Bello. <laughs> Bello chirps back. Hey, I don't want to be rude, but if you don't have any pressing news... Okay, I'm going to talk to a different buzzard now. Thank you for your time. I, I mean, I'm going to hear you when you do. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for your time. Sure, uh, sure. Excuse me, you over there? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, well then. <laughs> Finally, so Hello. a little class. I'm a buzzard of a different color. <laughs> Tell us about the animal that you are picking at. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's a tail. Oh, okay. Thank you for your time. Thank you uh, so much. Excuse me, you. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know what, Cordelia? We've been so rude. First off, hey there. What's your name? I'm Bello. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I have the name all vultures have. Which is? Uh, uh Beaky. Beaky. Hey, Beaky. Hi, Beakies. Uh, they all turn. It's unnerving. <laughs> they all turn to you and say, "Hi, Benvenuto." Hello. Salutations. Hello. Hey. Hey. And at that, all of the uh, buzzards are startled, and they all fly away quickly. The vultures caterwaul and scatter like roaches, revealing an enormous dire coyote who lays decomposing in the road. Due to the scavenging and desiccation, it's unclear what felled this thing, be it man or beast or its own hubris, or maybe a distant relative of the Shish Kebab Express. Hell, maybe it was the sun. After a morning of unprotected travel in the direct sunlight, you don't know that you could blame anybody for going sunny side up out here. The sound of flies buzzing around its rotten flesh hangs like white noise in the air, but it's soon drowned out by a much worse noise. Movement. With a churn, the dire coyote begins to move its legs. The sound of bone scraping against bone, unburdened by cartilage, greets you like a biological fender bender. It seems to be every man for itself with these limbs, who all seem to animate in stop motion. Gradually, they manage to stand the enormous decomposing body of the long-dead dire coyote on the remnants of its hind legs. It moves too slow and too fast at the same time, and the whole creature seems to exist at a different frame rate than the rest of you, almost like it's animated on threes. With a rattle, the spinal column untwists itself as the coyote's mostly bald head turns 180 degrees to face you, its skull poking out of its former flesh prison. It smiles as a cutting satire of life dances behind its eye sockets. Greetings, victims! (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Cordelia says, hi! De Bonesby says, oh, hell no, and puts the gear in the first and steps on the pedal. Better do it in one shot! I always do. I'm not going to make you roll for this because it's in the middle of the road and you're in a truck. Yes, roadkill should remain dead. You hit it with the truck. You hear uh, a gruesome sound as you, uh, you know, you had stopped. And so you don't have a ton of space to like, yeah. you didn't get super fast, but you do run it over. Um, and uh, everyone else who is behind you, you see as it lays uh, stationary in the road and then begins to move once more. Oh begins gosh. to vibrate. One of its paws shoots up. Uh, its elbow shoots up uh, into the air. Its other elbow shoots up and it lifts itself up. It adjusts uh, its face and it looks at all of you and says, You failed! Damn, Frico, you are resilient. What's your name? Servant! Your name is Servant? All caps! Who are you serving? I serve myself! Oh. Good job. Um, are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> okay, well, we're just going, um, around, if that's okay. Go wherever you want. 
great. We're going to let those vultures get back to eating you. All right. Okay, bye. Well met, travelers. Wow, what an obstacle. <laughs> DeBonesby slows the truck down and, like, puts an elbow out and leans around the window to see what happened. It looks around at you, and uh, it just sort of turns it turns its head around, uh, exorcist style, and looks directly at you. Oh, sure, I've pulled that move before. Um, why do you call us victim? You are what you are. I am that I am. I am servant. You are victims. This is the order of things. Oh, I, I see. Are we... Are we not your victim? Or perhaps a victim of, um... <laughs> the cruel poetry of life? There is no poetry, only prose. There is no past, no future, only present. You are with me now. You have always been with me. This is the way of things. Yes, yes, you know, I've, I've met many a uh, demigod, uh, demon, and angel who have spoken in similar fashion. How many demons have you met? List them. Name them. Uh, we met Strayed Plantis. One. Kevin. Two. Um. Cordelia, any other demons you can think of? Yeah. Cheddar. Three. I'm, I'm like, I have some demon blood. Three and a quarter. And I, of course, have met uh, Pemzekiel and... Um, Pemzekiel is an urban legend. Pretender. No, 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 no. He only appears in the north. And um, there's also Elizadon, um, who I uh, I met once. And uh, he, he tried to scam me, and I did not appreciate it. You met a scammer who claimed to be a demon. No, no, he was a Your demon. Your words but are he- air. Servant, are you a demon? Yes. Oh. Um. What is your, um, thing? (laughs) I have no thing. I only am, just as you are. Okay, so you're not gonna, like, turn us into roadkill or anything? Nothing like that. Hey, here's a query. When'd you get here, friend? I have no answers owed to you. I am here now. There is no past, no present, no future. I mean, there's a present, but that's it. You know, in some ways, I'm also kind of a servant, friend. Who do you serve? Well, have you ever heard about vacation? Yes. (laughs) Have you ever taken one? No. My dude. Oh, man. Oh, servants, you've got to check out vacation. You've got to let your disease out. And at that, he's going to unhinge his jaw and he's going to shoot his tongue at you, Stir Fry. What? Why? Okay. Oh, shit. This guy's cool. (laughs) Okay. This tongue is going to uh, fly at you, Stir Fry, and it is going to wrap around your neck and begin tightening. Jesus. Okay. This tongue is tightening around your neck. It, like, came from, like, the back of his throat and flew at you, so it's a lot of tongue. Uh, like the t- the tongue's true length, not just what we see, but the real like iceberg beneath the water of a tongue. Uh, so it's around your neck and it's tightening. Um, and as that happens, his speech is not affected at all. And he says, let out your disease. In a flash of lightning, Stirfry grabs the butcher knife from his side and swipes it across the tongue of servant. 
Great, so it's gonna, you're gonna cut it clean down the middle. There's actually a moment where the tongue seems unaffected, and uh, as you, like, sheath your butcher's knife, it, it, like, starts to split. There's, like, a white line all down the middle, and it begins to split in half. But at that, the uh, two sides of the tongue, they begin to float uh, next to themselves, and each of them uh, begin flying back around your neck to try to wrap around your neck. And at that, Servant is going to shout, Liberator! Flesh is the prison! Liberator! What do we do? We fight. Uh, combat has initiated. Uh, Albie, go for it. Uh, Albie, uh, following the trail of the of the servant's tongue from around Sir Fry's neck to the source in its horrible mouth, uh, juts her fist out towards the creature's nose, forcing a uh, a clean stream of air right into its nostrils. Great. It's skin. It's loose skin that's just like hanging off its body. It's like pushed back and it is blown back like a, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, you ever had too much skin and you go in a wind tunnel? Who, who out there? So you know that feeling of, oh, your skin just gets like blown off of your face. I know you don't. I'm searching for an example, but all of his skin is sort of like a lot of the like loose slack skin is like pulled back taut. And you can see like the, the skeletal sort of shape of, uh, of his head. And a lot of the skin just sort of like flies off into the wind. And he, uh, now it is more skull than head, uh, looks at you. And he, uh, seems to be, it's unclear if it's the skeleton uh, smiling or if uh, Servant himself is smiling uh, and looks at you and says, words are wind! Words are wind, my dude, and hands are sun. And Bella's gonna cast sunburning hands. The cone of brilliant white vacation light bursts from Bellow's hands and pierces his head, striking that taut skin that was just peeled back by Albie and searing it, um... He's he's probably he's able to move back or move out of the way somehow, but it still hits him, uh, and it's it's gonna smart. He actually doesn't move at all. He just takes it and turns his head and looks directly at you and says, "Bleach my bones." Working on it, dude. All right, the Bonesby uh, sees the action behind him and realizes, hmm, "I'll have to try a bit more speed this time." Well, we got ours. He hops back in the seat cranks that gear up and begins to drive away further from the action in an effort to get enough distance away to build up the speed on the next turn to make a really crushing blow. Great, fantastic. Now it's Sturfry's turn. Sturfry grabs the severed end of the tongue and starts unwinding around him like taking off a scarf, but super fast because there's a lot of tongue there and he's still choking. So he unwinds it like a scarf. He faces Servant with his eyes flaring. No one gives me tongue without getting some tongue in return. Stirfry leaps with his butcher um, with his butcher knife in the air and tries to throw it down right on the head of this goddamn servant. Servant looks at you, Stirfry. He doesn't drop at all. He has a butcher's knife in, stuck into the middle of his head, and he says, Consume me! Let me nourish you! And at that, uh, his brain matter is gonna sort of, like, morph and grow and change and, like, grab the butcher's knife. And, like, little, like, little tiny little puppet hands, it's gonna, like, wield the, uh, butcher's knife and throw it back at you. Fuck, cool. He's a fucked up guy! Um, so the brain, the little, the fucked up little hands of this brain throw that butcher's knife right at you. It, it, boom, 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 boom. Hits you right in the 
uh, arm. <laughs> Ouch! Uh, so is this um, dire coyote within 30 feet? Uh, yeah, servant is within 30 feet of you. Okay, so um, Cordelia is going to take a deep breath. And she is going to feel for the blanket within her, and she's going to cast invisibility on herself. And then she's going to slide off of her scorpion and walk directly up to Servant, hold concentration until she gets there successfully, Mm -hmm. as long as nothing else is happening. And the second she arrives in front of Servant, Cordelia takes two coins out of the pouch that Cheddar gave her, She holds them up in front of her. She drops concentration. And she says, Go have a burger! And she slams the coins in the eyes of Servant. Servant falls over backwards, completely petrifies. Uh, The life drains from Servant, and the the body stands up completely erect and falls over backwards with a brrrr. It it lands on its back, and uh, it... Uh, it it just it disappears. It gets like sucked up into uh, into the road very quickly. Whoa! Did you guys see that, Cordelia? That was amazing. Cordelia, what did you do? <laughs> um, explain okay. every detail. Okay, okay. Albie's hopping so. up and down. She hops off of the scorpion and is like doing a little hop dance around Cordelia. There's this guy. Uh huh. He's my boss, right? You have a what? Boss? Yeah, I have a boss. As this happens, Cordelia, a cattle skull on the ground near you is going to slowly turn and face you, and it's going to say, The flesh is weak! The spirit is strong! Okay, maybe we should go. I'll tell you guys when we get uh, to the next place. No, no, no. Let's do it now. (laughs) Everybody get back on your scorpions! Yeah, get back on your scorpion. I'll tell you guys later. Fanta, ho! (laughs) Yeah, Fanta rears up on... uh, her hind legs and uh, ch- charges. Yeah, you, you, you creeps. Uh, and uh, <laughs> wrong word entirely. And charges <laughs> forward uh, uh, briskly towards me. Oh yeah, you weren't on her. She charges forward several feet towards you. As 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 she does, Bellow um, crouches for a moment and then backflips onto Fanta. Well. We'll see, because you need me to make an acrobatics check for that. Branson, that's a 17. Yo, okay, so... <laughs> for a 17? All right, Bello, you're... This fucking rules. You put your arms out, uh, like in Christ pose, and your head stays in, like, the exact same spot as your body, just like, whoop! And your <laughs> legs go up, and your eye... You, like, actually, like a... a, a, a like a ballet dancer, you, like, spot somebody. Like, uh, pick one of the group. Uh, stir fry. All right, you make eye contact with Stir Fry for the majority <laughs> of this flip as your body just like goes around backwards and you uh, beautifully land on the back of that scorpion. Can you fucking imagine what a 20 would have done? Uh, so, uh, as, as Stir Fry makes eye contact with, uh, uh, with Bello during that, he puts his knife back into his uh, sheath and then hops back onto Mr. Snoozy and goes, I, I, You're acting like, and so you and you don't know that people pay attention to you when you do shit like that? Come on, buddy. I had, I, I know sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Ooh, your humility may be its own mask, my beautiful friend. Yeah! Uh, okay, Ivan's still clinging to the underside of his scorpion. What's happening? What is happening? 
We're being hunted by a demon. We gotta go. Oh, gee, fuck. All right. And he's going to, uh, uh, he just sort of, he like kicks his heels into his scorpion, uh, which charges forward also. All right, DeBonesby knows that he's got a good distance now. He's got up to about 50 miles per hour. And he and he starts turning that big wheel. And he's coming back around to make that U-turn to slam into that demon. As you do that, you, um, you get a better view of the road behind you. You see uh, three scorpions. Uh, Albie and Cordelia, are you guys moving forward too? Yeah, I jump back you on the scorpion. Yeah. You see all four scorpions heading towards you, and there seems to be no servant or demon whatsoever. Okay, the problem is dealt with. 360 degrees! And he <laughs> keeps that turn going. Great, you just keep on moving. It's an O-turn. <laughs> an O-turn, yes! You've done a, uh, you've done a safe donut in the desert. I'm out here doing spaghettios! All right, you guys are moving forward on the road, undaunted, uh, perhaps a little shaken, but after several minutes of travel, you come to the edge of a large, vast, strange canyon. Before you stands one of the wonders of this or any world. A massive and terrible canyon that spans the horizon from east to west and cuts through the earth like an axe wound the world received in a war with a nearby planet. It's several hundred feet across and at least 400 feet deep. But that's just normal canyon stuff, big deal. The reason this canyon bears any sort of mention is what's inside of it. Several hundred feet above the canyon, the sky opens up to reveal an endless stream of rocks and dust and bones and stones and debris. Cubic tons of trash and wreckage pour out of the sky above the canyon like some sort of tear in a cosmic garbage bag that stretches for miles in both directions. All of it falls from the sky and pours into the canyon. But the canyon never fills up. What looks to be the side of a wooden barn falls from the top of the tear in the sky at terminal velocity. You see the skeleton of some sort of terrible long-necked lizard. Its bones bleach the color of a non-smoker's tooth by the sun. A wrought iron gate falls through the air, several tombstones and dozens of skeletons following it. The well-dressed corpse of a man wearing cement shoes flies through the air. As you pick out some of these specific shapes moving through the air and disappearing below the lip of the canyon cliff, you notice some of them repeating themselves like a Flintstones background. As you investigate further, you realize that all of the debris is repeating itself. Anything you fix your eye on as it falls through the canyon reappears a few seconds later, right above where it disappeared. The entire cycle takes no longer than 30 or so seconds, but it goes on infinitely. Every single object in the falls moves fast, as if shot from a cannon, locked in a terminal velocity with no terminus. There is a very small break in the falls up ahead, where you uneasily realize the road itself is headed. A thin bridge with no guardrails juts across the canyon, parting the falling debris like a less blessed Moses. Nothing falls onto the bridge, although directly to either side of it, large boulders hurtle past intense momentum. The whole thing smacks of precariousness, and the thought of what exactly is keeping the detritus of the falls from demolishing the bridge seems like a thought best not lingered on. 
The bridge is the only way across. It stretches before you like a dare. Uh, DeBunsby uh, opens up the door and uh, steps down to uh, address his companions. My friends, uh, things are falling out of the air and it's, uh, it's very weird. Look! Look to the skies and you will see as I have. DeBonsby, do you know anything about this? It seems magic. The natural loss of man cannot explain such a phenomenon. It must be magic. Yes, I, I, I figured it was magic. I was wondering if you knew what it was or where it's coming from and why we just ran away from a crazy carrion demon. Yeah, Frederick, uh, you're kind of our bones expert. Oh, how kind of you to say. Well, a scholar must ever be the student. Must okay, never... Okay, but, like, let's not stretch no, it out. No, I don't know why this shit is falling out of the fucking sky. It's weird, and I'm trying to hold on to my sanity. This is, like, every... This is all the lessons. This is what would happen. I still don't... I just don't... <laughs> and yet you... You know how to do something that's not a bubble, so don't knock it. It's true, it works. At, at some point, it just kind of works. It's weird. Thank you, Cordelia. I am a good tutor. Hey, Mr. DeBonesby, do you think you can, like, maybe you can kind of reclaim some some bones for yourself? Oh, that is interesting. I don't know how, though. Well, something is keeping your bones together, right? Even though... And you became one with that truck. Oh, the truck and I are just friends now. Okay, but once you did become one with that truck. Yes. Here, thank you so much for inquiring. Wasn't a question. My body was utterly demolished, not once, but twice in my lifetime. Once by some sort of error of my own magics. Uh Uh-huh, we know. And the second time very recently by being hit by a truck. We were there, yep. Yes, 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 yes. And so these events seem to form a bit of a yin-yang in the cosmic space. Anyway. (laughs) We we practiced magic for like half an hour, and we were out there for eight hours every day. Just, I want everybody to keep that in mind. Yes, well, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be a stuffy old lecturer up on the podium, but the point is, is that... um, uh, what I called upon to reform my body was out of, uh, uh, to put it so bluntly, trauma. And um, I, I cannot call upon this force as an intellectual wizard spellcaster just by looking at this creepy garbage falling out of the sky. Branson, um... Yeah, what's up, man? Just so, sorry. I, you got uh, me here. How just, are you? Branson on the line. Is, are we seeing, like, a portal of any kind, or are they just sort of, like, blinking in and falling? They are just blinking in. There okay. appears to be no portal. But I tell you what, if anyone makes to, wants to make any sort of, like, perception roll, I can give you a sort of a better, more... Ooh, I got a nat 20. So, Albie, what you're going to do is you catch, for a nat, nat 20, you catch, and it becomes extremely clear to you what's happening. Uh, you catch a strange sort of, like, fish person skeleton that's, like, a little... It's sort of easy to track. And you watch as it falls all the way down. It's about 400 feet down to the bottom of this canyon. You watch as it falls and it hits the ground. But instead of turning into a little cloud of, uh, of dust which we know and dirt, which we know happens when you hit the bottom of a canyon, uh, it instead just disappears and immediately reappears about 200 feet above the canyon and begins falling again in a cycled loop. Yes, 
this entire thing seems to function as a large loop. Look, it just loops. It doesn't seem to deteriorate or anything. So you guys are at the edge of the cliff. You are at it. You've come to a cliff. There is a cliff on the other side. In between you, there's about a 400-foot deep canyon. The road extends across and like a, a road width bridge. And there are hundreds of uh, skeletons and boulders and stones. There's a dried out cactus uh, that are just falling in this uh, endless repeating loop. So we can cross the bridge. Yeah. You should be able to cleanly cross the bridge. Yes. Is there any reason we would want to fall in this loop? No. Could be fun. It does, I mean, it doesn't seem to hurt anyone, with the exception of the fact that we could have a problem getting out, as evidenced by the skeletons who may have been living beings once trapped in the loop. Looks like if you jump in, you die. Let's cross the bridge. Okay, okay. I definitely would rather cross the bridge. I just, it just seems like such a weird bewitchment. It could just be a naturally occurring um, break in the thin space of reality. Bellow's going to look around to see if there's, like, a sign indicating a local landmark of an anomaly. Yeah, there was the sign that said uh, Thirsty Falls up ahead. If you want to look at that, there is a little bit of text underneath. (laughs) Bellow leans in. The sign says... Welcome to Thirsty Falls, Cordelia's only naturally occurring dry waterfall. (laughs) What enchantments bewitch this canyon? Despite heated debate, we, the sign makers of the Trashlands, have decided that it's up to you. The rails have been removed due to environmental concerns, and travelers are encouraged to watch their step, lest they join the parade of dead bodies who make up the falls. For after all, the drop won't kill you, but give it a few days, and the dehydration will. Oh. All right. Good news, everybody. Um, this this is a na- this is a natural feature of the area. Seems to be seems to be well known. Hmm. Um, we just have to be careful crossing the bridge, but otherwise, not a not a big hurdle. Well then, wisely, I shall go last in my heavy mount of. Countless goblins. Uh, Albie's actually going to get off of her scorpion and sort of lead it by the reins, walking across. Right. As you do that, Albie, um, the clo- you get close to the edge uh, of the canyon, and at that, a cow skeleton uh, crawls its way up the edge of the canyon. It is like uh, punching its hooves into the side of the stone, and it is scaling uh, the canyon. It looks up and says, Hello again, victim! Oh, no! Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> the cow uh, crawls its way up and it ambles. It is just a skeleton of a cow. Ambles its way up and it gets in between you and uh, the bridge. You have come to an impasse! What? What do you want? I want you to stay in the trash lands! Well, we're... We're, we actually have business elsewhere. Irrelevant! You're here now, you'll always be here! Stay and live here, alumni of Polaris University! What? What? Now hold on, just a tick. I know your school, your school, your teachers, your friends, they burn in hell! Uh Uh-oh. 
Bring us to them! No! I keep you here. I serve myself. My whims demand it. Servant begins to hum and convulse with a disturbing and wrong feeling frequency, the vibrational equivalent of biting down hard on a fork. A protective sheen forms around him, catching and reflecting the sunlight like oil. He slams the body he's using down hard onto the bridge, sending a booming crash echoing through the canyon. His head twists around with delight as his features, smashed to a pulp, dance around his pulverized face like a cackling lava lamp. The pain! It gives me pleasure! He hums and vibrates again before becoming completely still. The stillness lasts only a moment. Before, he throws his entire body down onto the stone bridge. The sound of planets colliding ricochets out as Servant discards the body, letting it drop back into the falls along with... Oh shit. Oh fuck. The bridge is starting to fall apart. Carly Minardo? Tim Platt? Wait, aren't you that very voice of Albie Don from that very podcast, Rude Tales of Magic? <laughs> I'm the very same, and you must know that because you're the very stir-fry of Rude Tales of Magic. <gasps> the very same! Say, wh- this is a weird thing, people hearing our voices not in character, just talking, having a good time. It'd be sort of strange if they could get this dose, I don't know, every other week. Oh, like a behind-the-scenes kind of talk show sort of thing? Yeah, maybe like Rude Talks of Chatting, the bi-weekly, off-week production of the Rude Tales of Magic crew where we talk about the episode and answer questions that you can listen to if you subscribe to the Rude Tales of Magic Patreon. The very same. Wow. And I heard a rumor that, and you know we love rumors, I heard a rumor that you also get first dibs on tickets for live events, You get first dibs and first knowledge on merchandise drops. And there's a whole slew of other bonus content that you have access to, like uh, us playing Vampire the Masquerade or... Or us play Lasers and Feelings or even just little clips and scenes that were cut from the most recent episode of Rue, Tales of Magic. There's even an additional show that you and I started called Talking About, where we started by talking about um, Pride and Prejudice, which we both love, and it has expanded to other members of the cast talking about other things that they love, like Hannibal, or I heard there's going to be one with you and Joe for The Bachelor. That's right, and it hasn't been recorded yet, but we'll record it soon. So, Carly... (laughs) I guess at the end of the day, all we're really saying is that please, please subscribe. Give us money. Yeah. Well, that's the one way to put it. You know, but I never believe in giving money. I only only believe in receiving content. And so for you to receive content, there's a simple solution. Give us money. I love it. You said what I said, but made it better. Yes. In many ways, (laughs) I'm a Kennedy. Wow. Let's end it there. This week, we're also thankful to be supported by an incredible and mysterious new video game. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? 
maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. It's called P-Suite. But why don't I let the game tell you more? Because my voice is tired. P-Suite is a game where you kiss computer programs. Unacceptable. P-Suite is a visual novel game set inside an operating system from 1997. List features. It's retro, it's funny, it's weird, there's a ton of deep lore, and it's coming out soon on Steam and Itch for Mac and PC. The game is fun. Go to psweetisagoodgame.com to learn more. Give us your data. And make sure to wishlist us on Steam. P-S-W-E-E-T. is a good game.com. Also, there isn't really any kissing. The technology just isn't there yet, emotionally. There is no kissing. How do we get him in those falls? I, I think he can navigate them. I don't think we need, I don't think we should try. I think we need to make it across this bridge. At that, he's going to slam another one of his hooves into the bridge, and even more spiderwebbing fissures and cracks are going to form in this natural in this uh, this is not a natural bridge in this uh, large uh, stone bridge. Um, Albie's gonna just start running for the other side of the bridge. Cool. Bellow's on his. Bellow's gonna try to cross on Fanta. So those two, um, as soon as you uh, have gone, he is going to slam, uh, he says, the pain gives me pleasure, and he's going to uh, throw his entire uh, cow body into the ground with enough force that the entire bridge shakes and vibrates. Um, and bits and pieces of it right in the uh, right at the edge, along the edge of the canyon, uh, bits of it begin to fall down into uh, little chunks of road begin to fall off of the bridge down through the canyon. One of them, one of the smallest pieces you see appears uh, 200 feet above the canyon and begins falling down. Um, Bello calls back and says, Cordelia, do that coin thing and then follow us. Okay. Cordelia reaches within herself and grabs her invisibility blanket, wraps it around herself, slides down off the scorpion, steps right in front of the... uh, Cow skeleton. Cow skeleton, yeah. Yeah. Pulls out two coins, drops concentration, and says, I told you to go eat a burger! Slams the coins in the eyes. Great, there's no time for it to respond. It falls over. The exact same thing as before. It goes perfectly stiff, falls over backwards with a brrrr. It is uh, flat as a board, and it falls over onto its side, and it gets sucked into the road. But with it come huge chunks of the road. The uh, structural integrity of this bridge has been damaged beyond repair. Uh, big chunks of it. I would say a uh, three-foot chunk of the road breaks free and falls down. This road is beginning to crumble and disintegrate. And so Albie and Bello are already on the road, right? Yes, they are. Stirfry is on the road at the edge of the canyon, and he rushes towards the bridge, uh, stopping right before he gets on there and turns back to Mr. DeBonesby. He makes direct eye contact and then touches the empty seat behind him atop Mr. Snoozy. Then he, he stares at DeBonesby again, patting the seat with his eyes asking what the fuck you want to do man looking back and forth looking back at the shish kebab express 
looking back and forth between the Shish Kebab Express and the Bonesby's face. DeBonesby may have his flaws, but he knows the weight of a truck and can see a crumbling bridge ahead of him. How does he know the weight of a truck? Intuitive. Tore him apart. Mm, fair. That's a good answer. That would teach you the weight of a truck real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so he knows that uh, his time with it is limited. And so he uh, he breaks eye contact with Stir Fry and he fiddles with the radio of the Shish Kebab Express. Shish Kebab, I, I, I have to commune with you one more time. Are you there? What can I help you with, smooth daddy? We haven't spoken much about this, but the truth of the matter is is that um, when I became part of you for a moment, you took a lot of my things, and that's fine, that's fine. But I, I need my spell book back. Can it's you... been ripped to shreds. <laughs> ripped to shreds. Very well. And Bonesby, um, you know, shakes his head and he um, opens the door and he jumps out, takes one last look at the thing that destroyed everything. He runs toward Mr. Snoozy and he does a little leapfrog onto the back. Hold me tight, Frederick. Yeah! And then rushes across onto the bridge. Great. Ivan is still on the other side, uh, on the initial shot side. So underneath is his. Pardon? So is Cordelia. Uh, he's underneath the scorpion, just screaming, What is happening? What's going on? What is demon situation? Okay, so Ivan, we're at a canyon with a bridge and the demon. Um, so I, t- I, um, I temporary, temporarily sent him to hell, I think. Um, but we got across this bridge that's sort of falling apart because of him, and I, I, I think we can ride. Is it okay if I ride on the top of the scorpion that you're underneath? I trust you. Okay. Um, Cordelia's gonna walk up, and she's gonna jump on top of that scorpion. From beneath it, you hear uh, Ivan say, "Just go fast, please." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan, are you doing okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing great, thank you. Okay, sound not good at all. Life is what it is. All right, let's go. Albie, you are running across the bridge. Um, you are uh, you are running, and cracks and fissures are beginning to form all in front of your every step. It is like you are out on the ice too far, and it is too thin, and every single step seems to do damage. You can't just it's it's every single step that you take does a little bit of damage, and the further out you go, the more you are hurting this bridge. That's what your ten is going to get you. Stir fry, your scorpion, um, you can feel it. You are losing control, and when you look down on the ground below you, the chunk of the bridge that you are on, a large fissure has formed in between you and the center of the bridge, and the, you're on a large piece of concrete that is beginning to shift, and uh, it's beginning to break from the rest of the bridge and fall. Luckily, to Bonesby, you rolled a 18. All right, I 
I see the precarious situation around us, and I do know how to handle a scorpion, and I take control, and I give it a little spike on one of its little scorpion legs to get it back into position and direct us the right way across this crumbling bridge. This works wonders as the scorpion actually leaps from the falling piece of bridge to over, uh, over it, leaps about... Five feet, which look doesn't sound like a lot, but when there's 400 feet below you, five feet becomes a vast distance. You make it uh, successfully to the other side, and you are on the main bridge, which is uh, still falling apart, but it has a lot more structural integrity. And you look down below you, and you see that chunk of bridge fall down, and uh, rather than hit the ground, it just appears uh, directly above where you used to be and continue falling in a loop. You've always got to know which leg to spank on a servant. I've said it every time. Bello, you are making good time on this scorpion. You and this scorpion are feeling each other. This is like something you... Bello, I'd say from the rest of the, the show, you tend to pick up things pretty quickly. And like, you know, things... You're good at a lot of things. And this is... Add it to the list. This is working wonders. You move... Uh, quickly, and this scorpion, it's unclear where you end and the scorpion begins as it dodges fissures and jumps. Uh, there, This bridge is falling apart and cracks form in front of you. It jumps uh, across them easily. Your hair looks good. Not as good as possible. You didn't get a 20, but your hair looks good blowing in the breeze. A 20 would have made your hair look better, but you got the 19, so you look pretty good. But also a 19 is really good. You run right past. You are uh, closing the distance between you and Albie. Albie, hop on. Okay. Um, can I try to do a backflip onto the... <laughs> Fuck it, why not do it? Yeah, apparently, yeah, you're a monk. Fuck yeah. I, get okay. monkey with it. Well, okay. I... Okay, never mind. You should I got a re- Okay, I got a 22. Okay. Um, what the hell? Albie, um... Wow. Albie, like, time seems wow. too slow around Albie as she inhales deeply and feels lighter than air, and before she even realizes the mechanism of her body she has flipped backwards and landed onto the scorpion beside Bellow. Damn. Fuck yeah. Oh. That was hot. Elvie uh, just grabs around Bellow's uh, torso and squeaks and that's it. Cordelia, you're, uh, you're bringing up the, the rear now. Things are not looking good for you and yeah. uh yeah, so we're barreling down, but we're behind a Bonesby and that big chunk of bridge where it had sort of been like falling. Yes, now this was off so to the we... side, which means that the okay. entirety of the bridge, uh, you are not, this doesn't create like a gulf between you and the rest of the bridge. Okay, so there's still a path that we can take? Yes, but it is narrow. Okay. Great. Now this scorpion is carrying uh, double duty. It is care. I, I would say it is carrying a uh, Sasquatch that probably weighs about a person and a half. And a, you know, a dried out husk of a person of a vampire weighs about a half a person. So two people uh, is doing double duty and it is going a little slow and things don't look to be good. This scorpion does lose its footing um, and it begins to slip and you feel your scorpion falling to the side into that uh, that large chasm. Okay, then I would like to try to roll off the scorpion and grab Ivan. Make a... uh, uh, athletics. Oh, I got an 18 plus 3, so I got a 21. Fuck yeah, you guys are cool. <laughs> this, uh, okay. <laughs> I feel up. so cool, like, I got really excited. Cool group of people. Alright, um, uh, Cordelia, why don't you tell me what happens there? Okay, so as we approach the crumbling section of the bridge that's just barely being held up, um, 
Cordelia feels the scorpion start to slide to the side and lose its footing. And while she doesn't want to let the scorpion go, she doesn't know how to save everyone. So she shifts her weight, slides off the scorpion's back, and then reaches out and grabs Ivan by the hoodie. Uh, You grab Ivan, and for that, he doesn't slip out of the hoodie. You get him uh, in the hoodie. And here's the thing, though. I don't know if you guys saw. Ivan got an 18 here for dexterity, which is uh, going to mean that his little foot dangles. uh, It kicks out wildly. He has no idea what's going on. And the scorpion is going to grab a pincher on his ankle, uh, causing him... 11 points of damage to his ankle. Oh, fuck. Do ankles have 11 points? Yeah. (laughs) Ankles are really complicated. Ankles are complicated. It does 11 points of damage to his ankle. Ivan screams, Good fucking God! What is happening? What is the fucking... But the scorpion does... uh, It is saved from death by this. Oh, good. Uh, I had to honor that 18 that he rolled in some way. Uh, The scorpion is pulled up. You are uh, running with Ivan under your arm now? Fuck yeah. Grabbed him. I had... Pulled him from with his hoodie. Okay, now Cordelia, you're a Sasquatch. You got big feet. <laughs> Thanks, Branson. I, I don't. I don't know if you remember the thing. Yeah. So what's going to happen here is every step you take, the uh, bridge is just completely disintegrating behind you. Sure. Okay. Cool. This is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> okay. high stakes game of sword and sorcery set in a world of passions and betrayal. Of course. What? Like that's what it was. Always has been. Wow. Danger okay. looks around every corner, guys. I don't know if this is new to, news to you, but... It is new to me. <laughs> Everything is. Um, okay, great. So now that I know that the stakes are so high, uh, as Cordelia is running and realizes she she may she may fall into this like horrible loop, um, she's going to take Ivan and she's going to throw him forward. Whoa. So you're going to throw Ivan, but Ivan, at uh, he has no idea what's happening. And the only thing he learned yesterday was uh, when he lets go of Cordelia, that's dangerous. And so he's going to cling to your hand. Uh, he it's Desperately, he is, he's like, what the fuck is happening here? And oh. so he's going to cling to your hand. You don't, um, you're just stronger than him. He is not an extremely physically strong uh, specimen. And so you do throw him, but he does not go especially far. He sort of hits the hits the road uh, and you get him about uh, you know, about 15, 20 feet though. Ivan, run! The bridge is falling apart! He sort of looks around uh, and takes in his surroundings and goes, oh shit! And uh, it starts bolting. Bello and Albie, you guys are uh, taking up the lead. As you guys approach the edge of the bridge, you have made it pretty quickly. I mean, we, we've condensed time, obviously, naturally here, but as you guys get to the end of the bridge to the other side of the road, a large fissure sort of like moves out in front of you and curves left. Um, and it looks like most of the bridge, uh, it, it, it severs a little bit of the bridge. So you guys have to act quickly here. Uh, so Bello, uh, can I just hear from you what you are going to try to do here? So how far are we from the end of the bridge? I would say you are about 15 to 20 feet. I put my hands, I, I mean, I'm, I, I feel I'm grabbing reins, but I'm going to, I'm going to like take one hand off the reins and touch Fanta, mm-hmm. and I'm going to cast uh, Long Strider, so his speed is increased by 10. Albie, what are you going to do here? Um, I am going to similarly touch Bello <laughs> and cast um, Guidance, uh, which adds uh, D4 to any ability check, so that adds 3 to any ability check that Bello wants to do. 
And basically, this just takes the form of her, like, squeezing his arm. You squeeze Bellow's arm, uh, Bellow. You cast Longstrider on uh, on the scorpion. The scorpion fucking books it. The scorpion has no idea what has just happened to it. it it's, uh, its legs, like, do the, like, whoa, 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 and it, like, zooms, <laughs> and it leaves a cloud of dust shaped like the three of you in its wake, and it runs clean across the fissure. You three have made it to the other side. Congratulations. Hot diggity. Stir fry the bones be. Um, yes. You see this, this fissure has occurred in front of them and it's beginning to separate and you feel the ground beneath you is not as sturdy as it once was. Uh, so Mr. Snoozy uh, <laughs> is, uh, he's running towards the fissure. Yeah. As he gets to it, his leg is going to get caught in the fit, the thing that was supposed to happen to Albie's character earlier. Uh, Mr. Snoozy is running forward. His leg gets caught in the fissure. Um, and the momentum of the speed he was moving at, he has five other, uh, seven other legs. Taylor used the right take where I said the right thing. Uh, he has uh, numerous other legs. They move forward, and his ri- uh, leg is ripped from his body. Um, you guys are, however, uh, he, uh, he sort of flips over, and in doing so, throws the two of you forward, and you make it to the other side of the bridge. Oh. Stir fry, uh, stir fry, um, after tumbling off, after tumbling onto the ground, he looks up, he gets up, looks around, rushes to Mr. Snoozy, and takes out um, a Riddles Guy hoodie and starts wrapping it around his wounded appendage. Cordelia, you have just thrown uh, Ivan Gretzky. Okay, so I'm still sprinting towards him, um, and I had shouted for him to to get up and run? Did he start running yet, or is he still on the ground? Uh, he is completely disoriented, and he rolled a little, but he is running. He rolled a uh, little? <laughs> yeah, he rolled a little. Yeah, he, he hit the ground. He, he sort of ducked gotcha. and rolled. Um, gotcha, gotcha, okay. He's been thrown before. This ain't his first rodeo. He knows how to get thrown. Um, unfortunately, though, the fissure has uh, now reached a point where it is, uh, it is beginning to fall, and you can feel the bridge falling. Uh, you can feel it falling beneath you. Yeah, okay, so um, Albie's watching this happen, and um, she's freaking out, and she crouches and places her hand um, onto the ground and feels energy shooting out of her arm directly into the earth below her, and this she's trying to repair the cracks to let um, Cordelia and Ivan um, make it. Like veins, like each of your fingers, uh, like a vein of earth, sort of just follow it out of the uh, under the ground, and uh, almost like uh, like little healing moles are moving quickly through the road. Um, they they sort of they they weave like a like a stream, and they sort of move together, and they create a very thin path. Um, for Cordelia and Ivan where the, although it is the bridge is falling apart, there is um, it sort of tethers some of the, uh, the the pieces of rock together so that they are not quite falling apart at the same speed. Although it is, it's limited though, it's not gonna last long. Okay, so Cordelia's gonna, um, she's running and as soon as she hits that, she's like, ooh! Okay! <laughs> <laughs> Great! Um, and she just keeps on running and she's sort of I'm assuming she can maybe sort of see this part that is like more held together it is it's visually clear yes there is it's almost like there is a tether there are almost like roots moving through the earth and for a few seconds you're just clinging to keep these falling pieces of uh of bridge together okay great and has Ivan figured it out yet because he's ahead of me 
he is ahead of you, um, and he has the hoodie up so far um, uh, to block his his yeah, face the from the sun. Um, he can't quite tell what is happening, and I'm just gonna fucking leap of faith here. I'm gonna roll. Uh, he runs sort of in the wrong direction, and uh, he sort of veers off the side of of the road. Uh, he's right up in front of you, though, and you see Ivan just sort of, like, running quickly, and suddenly there is no, uh, almost like Wiley e. Coyote, he's just running, there's no road, uh, beneath him, and he hasn't quite looked down yet. There is a moment where he's suspended in the air. Okay, in that moment, can I, can I try and grab him out of the air? Am yeah. I that close? Yeah. How close am I? Yeah? Well, you got really long arms, you know? I do, I do. <clears throat> Can't this dude so, turn into a bat? And it comes <laughs> back. Here's the thing about turning... I'm glad you asked, Joe. Uh, The thing about turning into a bat in the sunlight is that bat would burst into flames. (gasps) Right. Yes. Okay. Um, I got a seven. Cordelia, you go for him, but he's moving too fast. He has no idea you're even trying to help him, and he runs right off the bridge. You feel, for a second, you feel the tip of the hoodie in your fingers, and you can't quite get it. You miss it. It's gone. Ivan begins falling. Ivan! 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 Hmm? Okay, um, so, fuck. Well, I think... I'm assuming Cordelia does not have time to wait for Ivan to, like, loop back through the system. So, because that bridge is falling, she's going to get up, and she's going to she's gonna run towards the rest of her crew. She's going to make it. Fuck! Guys, Ivan fell! You're all watching. I don't know why I'm telling you. As this happens, Bello is going to cast uh, Entangle, which sends out um, Grasping Vines in a 20-foot square. So, from the very edge of the cliff, he's going to... He's going to target it to shoot out and try and grab Ivan. Well, here's the thing. Ivan doesn't know that this is help. He has no idea what's going on. He can't see. So he is going to try to make a strength check here. So yeah, he has to beat a 14. Okay, here we go. Hold on. I got to screenshot this so you believe me. He gets a nat 20. (laughs) Fuck, dude. Oh, my. Ivan uh, feels. Yeah, it's bad. Wait, that's bad. Oh, fuck. He feels the vines around him, and he goes, uh, and you hear him shout, Fuck no! No one will get me! And he uh, he puts his arms out like that and breaks out of the vines. We're trying to help you! In doing that, he begins to fall, and you just see him shout, blah, blah. As you guys stand there trying to think about what to do, you see him fall all the way to the very bottom. He disappears. He re- reappears about 200 feet in front of, uh, uh, 200 feet above, top of the canyon, and begins falling again. Stir-fry, um, as they're speaking, Stir-fry uh, rushes to the edge of the cliff and hops down onto the vines. Albie, um, Albie's going to extend her bow staff so you have something else to grab grab onto. Eleven. Um, so you get out onto the vines, and these are not made to last. They are, thank God you are a small little bird with hollow bones. This is not a secure, this is not a secure purchase, but you're good at perching. Um, so you're out there, but it is not strong. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to sort of look up to see if I can see him fall back down, and I'm going to extend a hand to see if I can grab him at all. Okay, great. Um, he, you see him fall down. You look down below. He hits the bottom. 
reappears right up uh, 200 feet above of you, uh, above you, and begins falling. Ah! Okay, should I roll something for this? Make a dexterity. 18. You get him by the hand. Stirfry, grab the staff! Okay, with uh, the other hand, I'm gonna grab the staff. So when Albie extended her staff and Cordelia realized she was potentially in danger, she stepped behind Albie and wrapped an arm around her waist. Can all of you make strength rolls? I got a natural 20. Albie's not going anywhere. <laughs> Stirfry jumps down and gets a just fucking insane dexterity roll of 18, allowing him to pull Ivan onto the vines. But here's the thing. An 18 just means he catches him, not that he saves his life. As soon as Stirfry makes contact, the vines, not designed for anything close to this, begin to give way. They slow the two of them down, but they're hardly any match for an oblivious vampire in a deathfall. The vines pull and begin snapping almost immediately. The words come before the thought as Albie calls out to Stirfry to hang on to her bow staff. He does, but the force of the pull knocks Albie off her footing. So now we've got a problem. Ivan and Stirfry in the canyon, their fall only briefly broken by the vines, are now pulling Albie quickly towards the edge. Her hooves find no purchase in the dust and dirt of the canyon edge as she falls forward. For a moment in time, all three of them are weightless on the edge of falling in solid ground. A pregnant moment of Schrodinger's fall. Before she knows what she's doing, Cordelia steps forward and pulls Albie back towards her. Massive footprints are left in the dirt as Cordelia leans all her weight back, counterbalancing the fall and easily snapping everybody up to her. And I collect them all in a hug. Hi, guys. (laughs) Thank you. As our heroes embrace, the camera drifts almost a thousand miles north of here to the teenage woods. In a dark, quiet clearing, an older woman with kind features stands over an earmarked copy of The Below Folk. She licks her finger and turns the page, her eyes studying the text. Her assistant, Joshi, dressed in the intimidating black garb of the witch hunter, trembles in the center of a large pentagram carved into the dirt, surrounded by candles scented like currency. Joshi gulps. Oh, oh so uh, you're, you're sure I'll be okay? Oh, now, Joshi, I can't be making a promise like that for anybody. All I can tell you is I'll do my best to keep you safe, Okay. These demons are like wild animals. Most of them want nothing to do with you. But that doesn't mean you need to go petting everyone you see. Oh, what about this one? Well, uh, this is one we gotta pet. But don't worry. I've been reading up, and I don't think you're in any more danger necessary here. Now, can you tell me what kind of demon we're dealing with here? Um, oh, um, oh, I know this. Uh, wandering demon? Very good. Wandering. Travels from body to body. And uh, you're going to trap him inside of me? Ah, that's the idea. So, um, you got everything? You, we have the beetle? Cockroach, Joshy. That's a cockroach. Oh, same difference. Not to the cockroach, I'd expect. 
She opens a small tin container and gently blows the exploded pieces of a cockroach into the pentagram. The instant the cockroach's remains enter the airspace of the pentagram, time freezes. The bits of its body hang suspended in the air. Joshi's head turns abruptly. Who the hell are you? Well, you can call me Virginia. Call you late to dinner? What the fuck am I doing here? Cheddar. Yeah, don't wear it out. I, I, uh, I believe we have a mutual friend. Yeah, well, I'm a friendly guy. What, what do you want to let me out of here? X-ray vision? Ah, you know, you perverts should just form a colony instead of bothering us demons with all this circle shit. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not here for tawdry thrills. Why don't you uh, go ahead and read the surface thoughts of the fella you're taking for a ride there? Might save me some time. Cheddar darts Joshy's eyes back and forth. Oh. Oh. Oh, shit. So this, uh... This mutual friend of ours is a lady by the name of Cordelia. Oh, fuck. Ah, yes. Quite the rude tale, indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monardo as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, Joe Lepore as Bello, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfie and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.